Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, it's Manveen. Today's episode is about a Sunday Times investigation into the gig economy. And to guide you through it, I'm going to hand over to one of our talented producers, Taryn Siegel. If there was a job in my country, I would stay in my country. I would stay in my country, live in my country. This is Adam. Adam's not his real name, and he's being voiced by a producer. I miss my country a lot. I miss my lads. Everything in my country I miss. Adam came to the UK a few years ago, illegally. After landing here, he was told there was only one way to make a living. Working as a delivery driver for Deliveroo. I worked in a market and got some money, and then I went to rent a Deliveroo account. Adam was renting someone else's account, paying a deposit and a weekly fee to use the account of someone who has the right to work, since Adam doesn't. On Facebook, a black market is thriving. Hundreds of people are renting their accounts to those that don't have the right to work, and sometimes scamming them out of thousands of pounds, all because of something called a substitution clause. All the undocumented people are left just working for Deliveroo. Without delivery, we'll be out of options. I don't know. Without Deliveroo, I'd have nothing. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Taryn Siegel. Today, the black market behind your takeaway. I'm Venish Mingus. I work on the data and digital storytelling team for the Times and Sunday Times. And what does that entail? What sort of stories do you work on? We're quite lucky in that we don't have a specific patch. We can basically pitch anything that is data-driven or has a visual storytelling aspect to it. So we get to work on a very wide range of projects. It's a really great team to be on. So Venetia... Where does this story start? Well, for me, this story starts with 
ordering momos, my favorite <laughs> thing from my local Nepalese restaurant. I mean, we all have that feeling when, you know, you've had a long day, mm-hmm. you come home, maybe there's nothing in the fridge or you can't quite muster the energy to cook for yourself and you decide to get a takeaway. Decide to get some momos. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll log on to an app, Uber Eats or Delivery, to have the food sent to my door. We now live in a world where a delivery driver can conveniently bring that to you for not much extra cost to the customer. And when the delivery driver arrives, you might exchange a few words, say thank you, wish them a safe journey, and then they're off to do their next job. But what you don't realize as you're sitting there enjoying your dinner is, you know, there's a chance that the delivery driver wasn't even paid that measly three pounds that he was offered to deliver it to your door. And there's a chance that it wasn't the person that was pictured on your app doing your delivery. I mean, that doesn't sound right on the face of it. How is that possible that you can be using the delivery app and you're given details of a driver that's coming to your door and it's, it's a different person who actually delivers my food? Well, theoretically, this is allowed by the companies themselves. So Deliveroo and Uber Eats permit what they call substitution, which is essentially subcontracting. Mm-hmm. So if you look on their website, they say that it's okay for an account holder who is registered with the company to subcontract their work to somebody else. But the onus is on the account holder to do the necessary legal checks, such as do they have the right to work? Are they over 18? Okay, so we'll get into maybe the legal checks in a second, but just so I have this straight. So basically, if I were a delivery driver and I had an account and I was sick one day, say, and instead of me then doing the deliveries, I asked my flatmate if she would basically log into my account use my details and do deliveries on my behalf, almost posing as Taryn. That's allowed? Yeah, that's perfectly okay as long as you've done the necessary checks. But what is less okay is if you were to, say, put up an advertisement where you're offering to sell access to your account to somebody else and then you exploit that control that you have over their ability to earn by, for example, taking a large commission of their earnings or deactivating their access without warning or in in some cases stealing all of their earnings and essentially then blocking or ghosting them. So it's really the abuse of this substitution clause that's a problem. Okay, so let's get into that. So you're seeing this happening where people are actually posting advertisements offering to essentially lease their Uber Eats or their Deliveroo accounts? Yeah, it just is a simple keyword search away on Facebook. You just type in rent delivery account and you'll find over 100 advertisements. So some of the posts on the groups are quite simple. You know, hi, I have an Uber Eats account to rent. You can pick whichever city you want. Personal message me if you're interested. So did you yourself contact any of these people? Yeah, so I made a Facebook account with very little information on the page and contacted some of the people who were advertising to rent their accounts and essentially inquired as to how the process would work, how much it would cost and what would they need from me. What did they tell you? So, I mean, I can just read you an example of this conversation. I said, hi, do you have a delivery account to rent? Because I'd seen that this person had posted an advert and they said, hello, welcome, delivery accounts are available. So I said, what do you need from me? Do you need any ID? And he said, you don't need any ID. You don't need ID because the majority of people who are renting accounts don't have ID. This is why they come to rent it in the first place. 
Okay. So to be clear, what he's just said is legally untrue. So these are people with accounts with Deliveroo, with Uber Eats, and they're now offering to give access to other people. And part of that granting of access should include, as you said before, like check their identity, make sure they have the right to work in the UK. And this person is not doing these checks. And in fact, is telling you, this prospective worker, you don't need to do any of those checks because no one does them. Exactly. Within hours, I had multiple offers from people saying that they would be willing to run access to their account. And possibly over 20 people got back to me saying that they would give me access to the account. And of those, nobody asked me for any of the necessary information that they would need legally from me. And in a quarter of cases, I actually told the account holder up front that I didn't have any UK papers or I didn't have the right to work. And nobody had a problem with that. Everyone just replied, you know, no problem, bro. And I guess why would you want to pay somebody a weekly rent to use their account if you had the right to work? You would just set one up yourself and you wouldn't allow somebody else to be taking commission off your earnings. Yeah. So, I mean, as a model... You know, you said earlier, if you wanted your flatmate to work for you when you were sick, what would be the benefit in that for you? There would be no benefit unless you were going to take a cut from their money yeah. because you're self-employed. You won't be penalized for taking that day off sick. And unless you're going to be taking some of your flatmates money, you're not going to profit out of it. So you, you mentioned that one of the main use cases that you can identify is people without the right to work who are a bit vulnerable in this situation and finding an access to work through you know, delivery or Uber Eats. And you spoke to one of these people, didn't you, who is working in this way as sort of a so-called substitute driver for Deliveroo? Yeah, I did. So um, we're going to call him Adam for the sake of this okay. to protect his identity. But um, Adam has been renting delivery accounts for over three years. He's 32 years old now. He's from North Africa and he came here about four years ago. He entered Britain in the back of a lorry from France and essentially came here to try and earn enough money to bring his family out of poverty. Mm. Um, so he sends most of his earnings back home. In the first five months after I came to Britain, I did not find a job. When I came here, I had no house, no work. I slept outside looking for a job. Then I asked so many people from my country about how to get a job. How do I work in Britain? They told me, Deliveroo. Go work Deliveroo. You must work Deliveroo. And then I, did he eventually find his way to Facebook and the ads on Facebook then? Exactly. Anyone who was advertising on Facebook Marketplace or in any of the groups he would get in touch with and see if their accounts were still available. And what's his experience been like? It's very difficult. There are a lot of problems. The actual day-to-day -day work is very difficult. Firstly, if you want to be able to cover the cost of renting the account, you have to work really hard and make a lot of deliveries. And 
he told me that really you're only going to make a good profit on days where it's very, very rainy and the weather's very bad and you drive very fast and make as many deliveries as possible. So yeah, Adam said that on a busy day, such as a Friday or Saturday, he'll work up to 16 hours a day. And if he's lucky, he can do 35 orders and that's going to bring in a maximum of about 140 pounds. But on a normal day, you know, the other five days of the week, you are only going to be able to do 15 orders, maybe bringing in around about 60 pounds. So at the end of the week, you're getting about 540 pounds for 84 hours of work by his own calculations. But that's before he's paid his fixed costs. So after he's paid rent to the account holder, he's currently renting a motorcycle account for £90 a week, as well as petrol and insurance. His take-home weekly pay is actually £300 a week, which if you are working 84 hours to get £300 a week, that's equivalent to £3.50 an hour. Wow, 84 hours as well. Yeah, and then you also have to deal with a lot of restaurants and customers being very rude. Mm. So Adam told me that specifically the restaurants, they are always shouting at him to wait outside, not to come inside the restaurant. You have some restaurants that treat you with respect and some that don't. They are all different, but most don't. You have some restaurants that shout at you to stay outside. Go outside, go outside, don't come inside our restaurant. He said that they treat him like he's a virus. And then when you get to the customer side of things, every day people slam the door in his face. Somebody actually spat at him once. So, yeah, he he does not recommend it to anyone as a job. I slept outside for two months. I couldn't find any work except for Deliveroo. So I was working delivery whilst homeless. In the day, I would cycle around doing orders. And at night, I would sleep in the garage or on the street. He has had the money that he earned working under somebody else's account stolen from him on multiple occasions. Mm. I should say as well that Uber Eats and Deliveroo, they don't, on their website, when they explain that it's okay to subcontract. They essentially leave it to the account holder to organize payment and to protect against modern slavery. But because most of the time, the money that you earn is being transferred to the bank account that's registered with the account holder. So it's most likely the account holder's bank account. Your money is in their hands and you have to hope that they send you that money. But in reality, that's often not happening. So Adam told me about a few occasions in which all of the money that he had earned had been taken by the account holder. So most recently, he was renting an account. This man was renting accounts across multiple delivery platforms. And Adam was renting a delivery account that was registered in this man's wife's name. At the end of the month, he had about £2,000, which he needed to be paid. Which was in the wife's name, I guess. Yeah, it was in the wife's name going to the wife's bank account. And the man had agreed that he would send that money to Adam at the end of the month. But he didn't send the money. And when Adam got in touch with him, he said, I haven't been paid the money. And the man said, oh, I'm really sorry. My wife spent it shopping, so I can't (sighs) repay you it. Oh, my God. So that was, you know, £2,000 gone. And then another time he was renting from a man who was from France living in Britain. 
he paid him £300 deposit to access the account and he worked a week and it was quite a busy week. So he managed to make another £400. So in total, this man had £700 of Adam's money. And at the end of the week, when Adam asked, could you send me the money? The account holder replied and said that he had used that money to go on holiday to France and cut off all communications and never sent him the money in the end. So to be clear, he doesn't have the right to work. He is working illegally, but he's being exploited by a lot of these account holders. Yeah. So these are just two examples. He gave me a lot of examples of incidents in which the account holder had essentially, you know, abused their control over his earnings to take his money. And I should say Adam wasn't the only person I spoke to who this had happened to. I spoke to five people who had had the same experience. One of them was uh, an asylum seeker who'd had £700 of his wages withheld by an account holder. And when he asked the account holder for his money back, the account was just deactivated. It makes you feel broken. You have no way to work, no way to make money. Of course you're not happy. For one or two months you're not working, you're searching for another account. You have no money for your family, no money to pay rent, no money to buy food. You have nothing. Coming up, who are the people behind the Facebook adverts? Venetia tracks down one of the users who scammed Adam. That's in just a moment. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Venetia, before the break, you were telling us about Adam and how he got into working as this kind of substitute delivery driver by responding to some ads on Facebook. Can you just tell us a bit more about the people behind those adverts, the people posting these adverts on Facebook Marketplace? Were you able to kind of track any of them down? 
Yeah, there's a real range of individuals who might be renting out access to their account on Facebook. Some were graphic designers, some were tax accountants. There was one individual who was posting in the Renting Delivery Accounts Facebook group. If you have a look over his profile, you'll find a mix of posts in which he's advertising his account to rent, saying that 20% commission will be taken off all earnings. And then the next post is him pictured with his organic vegetables, which he's grown on his roof terrace garden in London. And was he someone that Adam was working for? No, no, he wasn't somebody that Adam was working for. Did you contact anyone who Adam had worked for or was working for? Yeah, so I had managed to track down the individual who had scammed Adam out of his deposit money and messaged him on Facebook to inquire about renting his account, and he replied to me. He said it was no problem that the account was available to rent. He gave me a list of a few things he would need, just my name, my number, my email, and one week's rent up front. I told him, you know, I don't have any UK papers. I don't have the right to work. And he said, yeah, that's fine. No problem. So he was charging £70 for the deposit and £70 for rent. Is that what he was charging Adam as well? No. So he had asked Adam for £300 up front for the deposit. And then you say he took his deposit. So basically he took that £300 and then what didn't give him access? Exactly. Okay. Venetia, you mentioned uh, briefly at the beginning of this that the reason, you know, account holders are allowed to basically hand over their account to another person is because of something called a substitution clause. Can we just talk about that a bit more for a second? I mean, why would a company have a substitution clause? I mean, what is the point of it? So in simple terms, the substitution clause allows you to subcontract your work to somebody else. So in employment law, there are roughly two categories that you might fall under. You could be providing a personal service, such as me and you. We wouldn't be able to send somebody else to come and do our jobs. Um, Our bosses might not appreciate that. So in that case, we have a personal service arrangement with our employer. Or you could be a substitutable employee, which means that you are essentially able to subcontract yourself. So somebody else can do your job for you. Okay. I mean... Just on the face of that, it sounds like a kind of unskilled job like delivering food, it would be substitutable. You could argue that, but I would say that actually I think they are giving a personal service because the way that most gig economy jobs like delivery works is that you register, you go through the right to work checks, and then you have your own personalized profile. You Mm. have your image, you have ratings, you have reviews, and In a way, those ratings and reviews being personal is something that gives benefits to both the customer and the driver. It says, you know, Venetia is coming to do your order. There's a picture of Venetia coming to do your order. You can rate me badly or well, depending on my service. Okay, so that that sounds more like a personal service then. So then why are these delivery drivers being classified as substitutable? Well, they're being classified as substitutable because the substitution clause exists in their contract. But why am I having that clause and the workers being substitutable? What kind of other consequences might flow from that? Well, quite a lot. Because if you're substitutable, then you're considered to be self-employed. And if that's the case, then you're not entitled to specific statutory protections that employees are. 
there are all sorts of consequences that flow from inserting those those substitution clauses. They, they don't they don't have any they don't have any real world benefit. I spoke to Paul Jennings. He's an employment lawyer for Bates Wells, and he worked on the landmark case in the Supreme Court against Uber, in which drivers won the right to be considered employees. And he told me that, in his opinion, there's really only one reason why these clauses are inserted, and that's to circumvent statutory protections. Every common sense commercial decision would would lock that down, wouldn't wouldn't allow substitution because you lose all of those controls. But, but, but at the same time, they're trying to run that in the background because it's helpful from an employment status perspective. If you're substitutable, you're not an employee of the organisation, you're self-employed. So all of the costs of covering those statutory benefits that I mentioned earlier, like minimum wage, sick pay, holiday pay, pension, the company doesn't need to bear those costs because they're not their employees. So essentially, there isn't a clear, you know, like, financial reason why a delivery driver is given the ability to subcontract. The delivery doesn't really benefit directly from that exchange. But where they do potentially benefit from a business point of view is that having that framework in place wherein these delivery drivers are substitutable, that can be really beneficial in a legal sense to make the case that these are not employees that are entitled to certain benefits. They are just contractors. Exactly. I should say that Deliveroo refutes this claim. They they do think that there are legitimate business reasons why you could have substitution. And they give an example that it might be helpful for a rider who wants to share it with a family member, their account. So, for example, a husband could share their account with their wife. And has that actually been used in court to argue that these workers are not employees, the fact that, that, like, has the substitution clause been used in that way? There have been legal challenges to this, one of which is ongoing. The Independent Workers' Union of Great Britain has challenged Deliveroo in the Supreme Court to fight for riders to be entitled to collective bargaining rights, which is something that, you know, also registered account holders don't have as well as substitutes. And their application was originally dismissed because the substitution clause meant that these riders are not considered workers. But the unions appealed and a judgment is expected in the coming months. And a victory for the union would mean that delivery couriers working for the company would be classified as workers. And that means they would be entitled to statutory benefits. And in any case, I mean, one way or another, this is facilitating this black market that we've been talking about that's clearly thriving. I mean, is is the government aware of this? What has been their response to this? Yeah, the government is aware. And um, in April, the Home Office arrested 60 delivery drivers in a targeted crackdown uh-huh. on suspected illegal work. So 44 people were taken to detention pending deportation, and the remainder were released on immigration bail. And I have actually spoken to some individuals who were detained in that crackdown in April and they were deported to their home countries within two weeks. So that was the substitute drivers, we can call them that, who were renting accounts from account holders who were deported because they were working illegally. Exactly. But in the law, if an employer is found to be facilitating the work of somebody who is here illegally, then they could face a fine of upwards of £20,000. They could face a jail term 
And the Home Office is usually very vigilant in coming after employers who employ those without the right to work. But in this situation, it's a little bit more confusing given the sort of murky nature of the employment relationship that's going on here. Mm -hmm. So when they detain an individual who's been found to be working for a delivery courier, renting someone else's account, in the law, that courier company, such as Deliver Uber Eats, is not the employer. So they are not liable to pay these fines or to face jail term. In fact, the account holder is the employer. Okay. So are they facing fines in jail time? No, not that we're aware of. And this is something that a lot of the unions have spoken up against. Um, James Farrer, who's the general secretary at the App Drivers and Couriers Union, said essentially, why does the Home Office not raid the offices of Deliveroo and Uber Eats? Because they're the ones who have the data. So there's been a lot of pushback from the unions essentially saying it's it's not fair that these corporations are profiting from this business model, whereas it's only those at the bottom of this chain who are the most vulnerable who are facing the consequences. We asked the Home Office about this. They told us that illegal working, including in the gig economy, causes untold harm to our communities, cheating honest workers out of employment, putting vulnerable people at risk, and defrauding the public purse. They added that the government is tackling illegal immigration and the harm it causes by removing those with no right to be in the UK. And I'm curious, just kind of bringing this back to Adam for a moment, what he makes all of this. I mean, he's been working illegally in this way for three years. Does he worry about being deported? I mean, what, is, what does he think about this? Absolutely. I think he's, he told me he's very afraid of the Home Office. He still wakes up in pain almost every night because his foot has not healed from an accident a few years ago in which he was delivering food with a bicycle and he collided with a car and the car threw him off of his bicycle through the air and he landed on his head and hurt his foot and his ankle. After I woke up, it was so busy and everyone was looking at me. Everyone was asking me, are you okay? Are you still alive? I said, I am alive. I am alive. I was scared of the police. They told me they had called the police and an ambulance. And I was scared. I told them, no, 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 no police, no ambulance. I don't need it. I am okay. He got back up on his broken bicycle and tried to pedal away, trailing blood across the street, and never went to the hospital. The way he put it to me is he didn't come to Britain to make use of our services. You know, he came here to provide a service and make money and send it home. And he said that delivery is really their last port of call. He estimates, he said to me, obviously, I don't know if somebody is undocumented just by looking at them, but he says he's never met anybody who he thinks is British working delivery. There are fewer and fewer options for people without the right to work to find a way to survive. And he said that delivery is essentially their last lifeline. And without that, he doesn't know what he will do. He did also mention that a few of his friends who had had their delivery accounts deactivated by the account holder and faced a lot of pressure to pay rent, to pay for food, they had to turn to more criminal activities in order to survive, such as you know delivering drugs for dealers or even stealing. Benicia, investigating this story, 
How do you feel about it all now? I guess one of my biggest concerns when covering this story is that if people who are renting accounts currently, although they are being exploited, having the ability to work is a lifeline for them, enabling them to survive. You know, as Adam put it, earning £3.50 an hour is better than nothing. So I guess there are a lot of concerns and the fact that if those who don't have the right to work don't have any other options, that they're going to be pushed further into exploitation is a concern. The life of an undocumented migrant means I have forgotten this dream. I don't have time for my own life. I just want time to go to the gym and I don't have, let alone to think about one day having a family. Life is just about getting enough money to survive here and send what you can back home to your family. No time for your own life or dreams. Our life is difficult. Honest to God, it's really difficult. We contacted Deliveroo and Uber Eats when making this podcast and put the concerns raised to them. They said that they have robust criteria in place to prevent illegal work and that legally the account holder is responsible to ensure legal checks aren't taken. Both companies emphasize that they have a zero-tolerance approach to illegal work and that if account holders are found to breach their rules, actions will be taken to deactivate their accounts immediately. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. With me, Taryn Siegel, and my guest, data and digital journalist for The Times and The Sunday Times, Venetia Mingus. If you're a subscriber, you can read Venetia's full investigation at thetimes.co.uk or in last weekend's Sunday Times paper. This episode was produced by me, Taryn Siegel, with production help from Venetia Mingus. The executive producers were Will Rowe and Kate Ford. And sound design was by Tom Birchall. If you can, please leave us a review. It'll help others to find us. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. <laughs>